Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. The Beating Drum is the premier Native American radio show in America that is preserving positive Native American imagery in sports and mainstream. With your hosts, Farmer and B. Evans, call in at 646-668-8467. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available. Providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your network and computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www.midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com. Give us a call, 765 239 Good afternoon and welcome to the Beating Drum Radio Show here on Radio AFS, Fat Boy Media, DRCP Army. You got Farmer and you got B. Evans here in studio with me. B, how we doing today, brother? Oh, man, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful day. I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I, I couldn't agree more with you, man. Uh, you know, here in Washington State, it's it's a clear blue sky. I should be riding my motorcycle right now, but, you know, the uh, family and friends here of the beating drum is definitely a little bit more important. And then our two guests that uh, we're going to have on the show today, it's definitely worth putting the uh, motorcycle away for an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and uh, chopping it up with these two Great icons um, from the University of, of Illinois. B. I don't know if you're ready to to get this party started, but I sure know I am. Oh, absolutely! I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk to these gentlemen, and you know it's an honor. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, definitely let's get into it. All right, my man. Let let's uh, as they always say, let's kick the tires and light the fires uh, first. We actually have Ivan here on the line. Ivan, welcome to the Beating Drum Radio Show, sir. And it is an honor and a privilege to have a man of your stature here um, on our great show. 
Well, OCO brothers, uh, I'm joining you from Frosty, Illinois. It's uh, it's pretty cold over here, but I'm pretty fired up and uh, ready to let you guys know some uh, some history of Chief Alinawek, uh, talk some positive native imagery with y'all. And uh, it's been an exciting time here in Champaign. We got an, a lot going on. Uh, for those following the news, it, it's definitely a volatile place right now. Uh, people fired up on both sides, and so uh, I'm jazzed to be on the show. Thanks for having me, and um, yeah, we'll, uh, we we got some great stuff to talk about, and uh, my brother Omar is going to be joining us a little bit later. He's our current Chief Alinewek portrayer, keeping the tradition alive, keeping the drum beating, if you will, and uh, so we'll we'll have him on here a little bit later, too, to talk a little bit along the same stuff. All right, my man. You know what? what let's, let's cut into the uh, meat and potatoes, if you don't mind, Ivan. Um, I want you to, because there, there's some people out there that, that say that uh, you and, and Omar and, and all the other chief portrayers um, are mascots. And what do you say to those particular people that say that you're mocking us that, or, sure. or, or anything else like that? Let, let, let's cut into this. Sure, absolutely. And so one one of the things to get out there about the chief and and we we are kind of the the champagne community. This is where the the not your mascot event uh sort of started. This is where the movement kind of came from um with Charlene Teeters and then also U of I professor Jay Rosenstein. And they kind of worked together uh to first, you know, sort of fight against uh Native American imagery not only in the public eye but specifically in athletics. And one of the reasons that they chose uh, the University of Illinois as their starting point was because they recognized that Chief Alinewek had a, had a certain honor and a certain dignity uh, that was associated with that symbol. And uh, they, they recognized that distinction, but they kind of got a different idea. They felt that if they could take Chief Alinewek down, then they could take all Native American imagery down everywhere. And, and that's sort of why they chose the Chief as a starting point. Um, but the same reason that they chose the chief to fight against is is why I chose the chief to to become a part of and, and to fight for, uh, because that distinction uh, is really important. I think that intent matters, and the chief was always done with a certain level of honor and respect and dignity, and that's really what made it uh, a symbol, not so much as a mascot. And so I think one of the things that we fight the hardest against is that we need people to be educated. We need people to understand that this is a very nuanced issue. It's not as simple as this is racist versus, you know, this is not, this is offensive versus it's not. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a, there's a lot of gray area there. And, uh, and we really want people to, to do their research and understand the distinction of, of what makes Native American imagery so positive and how we can recognize when it's being done right. Uh, I think Chief Alinewek, a, a large part of that distinction, as you mentioned, is its status as a symbol and not as a mascot. And if you want to know the difference, it's, it's not too hard just to, to look at how a symbol versus a mascot represent themselves on the field. Mascots are going to be going around. They're going to be playing goofy games. They're going to be uh, running around, dancing, interacting with the crowd. But the Chief only appeared to a certain musical number, only during halftime, didn't interact with the fans uh, in between that during the game, only at halftime, only at a time of peace amongst the conflict of the athletic contest that was going on, and, and then he would leave. And so that's something that uh, there, there is a certain amount of dignity that's attached to that in having a set routine. And as we get into, as, as I became a part of the chief process, there, there are a lot of, of regulations in place to make sure that that tradition remains honorable. And so that is, that is absolutely a key is when you take a look at some of this positive Native American imagery, ask yourself, 
are we looking at a symbol or are we looking at a mascot? And look at the way that that imagery is portrayed. Look at the way that the crowd reacts. If the crowd is, you know, laughing and poking fun, then it's likely more in mascot territory where we're looking at some sort of caricature. Um, but if the crowd is acting respectful, if they're clapping, if they're cheering, uh, there might be a symbol that you have on your hands, and maybe you should reevaluate whether or not that's something that should be taken away from the community. Oh, m- most most definitely, Ivan. You know, I, I actually just learned something right there is is I actually thought the uh, chief was, was there during – the entire game, I thought he he entered in and and didn't leave in, a, until the uh, game, uh, w- was finished. So you know, I I, I appreciate the uh, educational piece, be, you know, because you know you you just don't know unless you're you're actually part of that uh, that fan base or that al- right. uh, alumni. No, and and that's a very good point too. A lot of the current students. Um, who are making decisions about the chief or who are trying to get resolutions passed about the chief, uh, they've, they've never seen it. They, they feel that they're, they're mocked or they, they, they feel a certain negative connotation uh, towards a symbol, towards a tradition that they've never even seen for themselves. And so I think it's a little ridiculous to have so many people uh, who have, you know, this public outcry and, and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, uh, for the people that have seen the chief perform and, and they've seen the dance, they know that it's nothing short of pure honor and respect, not only for the history of the state of Illinois, uh, but also for the Native American culture that makes up a great deal of that history. And so, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I highly encourage people, to, you know, to go online, Google the chief Illinois dance. And, uh, you know, make the opinion for yourself. Look at how the crowd's reacting. Look at how the community supports that symbol and, uh, and do the education. And regardless of what side you on, uh, what side you end up landing on, sorry, uh, I, I think that the, the key thing is to be able to see it for yourself. You know, kind of check, check what you've heard to the side for a little bit and, uh, and do your own research and make up your own mind. And I think that's the strongest tool that we have is, is that independent education. And that's really what we're trying to, to fight hard for. Oh, absolutely. Most, most I, definitely. I, I mean, you know, here, here on the show, is, and, and you've listened to it, it's called Educate, Not Eradicate, you know. And, absolutely. And what I have found, and, I, and I'm sure you have, is that the vast, vast majority of people that are afraid of something, that don't know something about a certain culture or about a certain um, symbol, they they want to eradicate it because they don't know anything about it and they fear for it or, 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 or they fear it. Yeah. Amen. I mean, people fear what they don't understand. And so that's why I think that, you know, the anti-chief and the not your mascot side, that's why they fight so hard to prevent people like us from having a voice. Uh, that's why they fight so hard to, to indoctrinate students as soon as they come in, because education is on our side. If, if people start learning uh, about the culture that this represents, if people start learning about the intention uh, behind the chief and other related Native American imagery, then they're going to su- – and so, you know, the other side has to fight as hard as they can uh, to, to supply misinformation and to prevent people from knowing the full story, because that's their strongest ally is, is misinformation. People will get riled up people will, will start to view this as a negative thing if they don't understand the full issue. And so, yeah, I think you guys are right on the nose right there. The people will fear what they don't understand, and so if they don't understand the chief, then they're going to be against it. You are no, absolutely you know, I, correct, I, I, sir. Yep. Oh, definitely. B, do you, do you have a question for, uh, I, for uh, I, Ivan? I do. I, I did, right. and um, I was actually going to agree 100%. You know, knowledge is power. You know, the more you know, the more you can achieve, and 
And you're absolutely right on the fact that people fear what they don't understand. And, you know, you've seen that through all throughout history of mankind. It's crazy. But adding into the knowledge, I actually wanted I had a good question. I'm wondering, though, how does one actually become a chief? Sure. So um, at the University of Illinois, uh, the, the chief kind of has um, has a 50-50 role. And, uh, you know, it's the exact ratio of that, you know, changes over time. But the role is basically comprised of being able to know the dance, you know, know, know the performance. Um, that is a particular part of the chief tradition that, that really engages the public. You know, when they see the chief come out there at halftime, um, it's, it's a proud tradition. Um, and it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of based uh, in the fancy dance style. Um, but it is something that it really engages the crowd. It gets the crowd uh, hyped up, and it and it really does. I can tell you as an Illinois fan, you look at when we retired the Chiefs and look at our win record in basketball and football since then, I mean, the team just has not even done as well. And it's because we don't have the Chief out there anymore. And it, it really does get the crowd fired up. So the dance is an important part uh, of the Chief tradition that, that also kind of links generations together. It links the current students uh, with the alums that, no matter what's changed at the university, you still have the chief dance, you know, that kind of all links you together. Um, the other thing then that is involved with the chief tradition, and this has become something that has been of increasing importance as of late, is there is an educational aspect. You do have to demonstrate uh, a certain knowledge of Native American culture, not only of the state um, that inspired the chief tradition, but also just in general, you know, be aware of issues that are affecting Native people so that you can use the chief as a link, you know, to get people engaged. Uh, a lot of people in the Illinois community don't know about the native history of the state. They don't know about the native history of, you know, that inspired even the name Illinois uh, has its origins in Native American culture. And so by getting engaged with the chief and seeing something that they recognized, it gives them the opportunity to, to start asking some more questions and to learn a little bit more. And so in that regard, the other part of the chief role is the ability to not only convey that knowledge, uh, or I guess the ability to not only have that knowledge base there, but then also the ability to convey it. And so one of the things you'll notice, hopefully, with Omar and I, if, our, you know, if we passed our training well, is that we are pretty well-spoken and that we, we try to be able to not only have this knowledge base, to, but also we have a passion for conveying it to others and, and making sure that what we know about the chief tradition and about the native history of, of Illinois and the nation, that we're able to pass on to others and to use their passion and enthusiasm for the chief Um, to kind of connect them to that culture that we're passionate about. So those are kind of the two facets uh, of the chief Illinois tradition. Uh, Now kind of building on that, as far as the actual process itself, um, one of the things that's really important to us is that the chief Illinois role is uh, it's an inclusive role. It's representative of the student body. Uh, Chief Illinois is a leadership role, um, just like a student trustee or a student council president. And so one of the things that we think is really important is that the chief should be represent should have the potential to be represented by any student. And so we have had U of I students of uh, it's open to a student of any race uh, or gender. Um, and so any student can try out uh, to be a part of the chief tradition uh, just as long as they you know, show a dedication towards learning the dance moves and have the ability to perform it and then um, demonstrate a knowledge of the Native American culture. So we've had a lot of Boy Scouts uh, portray the Chief in the past. Uh, that's something that the scouting tradition, uh, they, they do a really good job uh, of teaching young kids and linking them with, with Native American culture. And so that's something that's, that's pretty common for uh, former Boy Scouts to be the Chief. 
Um, but then we also have other people who are just interested in native culture. We have people like me who are native themselves, um, who are just really passionate about it and, um, and have a good understanding of that. And so at, at the end of the day, what it boils down to is a, is a tryout process. Um, all the students who are interested, they, you know, we kind of do uh, orchestrate these workout sessions. We, we learn the dance. We do a little bit of research at the, at the library. The University of Illinois has a great library system. We have speakers come in to kind of uh, give you some outside education, and then it all sort of culminates in a, in a final tryout process uh, where we have a panel of former chiefs. Uh, there's been 40 of us total, and um, the former chiefs kind of decide who's the best to fit in that role. And at any given time, we have uh, a main chief portrayer, and then we also have uh, an assistant chief as well. And so um, the, the two students kind of kind of tag team to make sure the tradition gets upheld uh, during their time as a student. And so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the rundown from start to finish of what it takes to wow. become Chief Alinaway. So, you know, wow. as, as you were saying, you know, I, I just want, want, want people to, to make sure that, that, that they heard you correctly. And, and you actually answered a lot of questions that I was going to ask. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, you, you, you are definitely very well spoken. Um, you did say that you you are Native American. Uh, what uh, what branch? What uh, what tribe? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So no, it's all good. Uh, so uh, my family is Cherokee. Um, you know, and there's uh, there's a few different tribes of the Cherokee, and we've we've got family kind of on both sides. Uh, so I've been down to both Oklahoma uh, and North Carolina to to connect with family and friends there. And so that's something that, uh, that I just grew up with. I actually uh, didn't grow up in either of those environments, though. I grew up in uh, southern Illinois. Uh, my family's part of the agricultural community down there. Um, but we stay very connected with our, with our native roots. You know, Grandma knows every single medicinal plant uh, that's out in the yard. She knows every little animal there. So I grew up with um, – I was, I was actually very blessed to have, to have grown up with all of those stories, um, not only hearing uh, the traditional Cherokee tales of um, – of the astronomy of looking up at the stars and, and hearing, uh, you know, some of the stories about why the stars were there and, and some of the different Cherokee constellations, but also hearing some of the folk tales, uh, just, you know, why the possum's tail is bare, uh, stuff like that. So I, I was very blessed to, to stay connected um, with that proud heritage that my family has. That right there is awesome. You know, um, so let's, uh, you know, there, you know, you said uh, in, in, in the earlier uh, part of the show here, um, you said that there it's kind of vol- uh, volatile there in uh, in uh, Champaign, and and I kind of want want you to touch on that there a, a little bit. I do know that a uh, a lot of good friends of the uh, Beating Drum Radio Show uh, came down there to uh, Champaign to uh, uh, embrace the name and, and embrace the chief, uh, such as uh, Eunice Davidson and Dave Davidson, yep. and, and and a lot of those great people that that came down there. Um, you know, as of late, what's, uh, you know, why, why is this sparked up again? You know, uh, I, I've been reading, uh, through the uh, mainstream media, which we all know is, is one sided. Um, <laughs> sure. you know, they're, they're like, we need to rip off the uh, chief Band-Aid, and, and, uh, it seems like your uh, student body council, uh, president is, is spending so much money on, on eradicating, um, a, uh, history of the uh, university and and it's to to me is ridiculous it's like they want to erase history so i guess what they should do for championships and everything else like that that the uh, uh school has won 
um, with the uh, Indian symbol and, and head as, as their logo, I guess those championships don't mean anything either. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And if you listen to Jay Rosenstein, who's one of the most outspoken critics about the chief tradition, <laughs> uh, you know, he says that uh, 1920 is when the chief first started on campus. And you know what else happened in 1920? The KKK was around in 1920 and people were racist in 1920. And so that's, that just goes to show you that the chief is horrible too. And so, yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, everything that happened in 1920 is bad and we need to forget about it. Uh, <laughs> I, actually no way. Have the, I actually have the article up of the uh, incident that happened on the January 22nd basketball game. Oh so, yeah. Right. I, I, I was actually just reading, I'm, I'm reading it right now and uh, just, you know, busting in the bathroom and everything. It's a little, it's a little uh, extreme, I guess, but um, the I, yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I I was gonna say the one thing that caught my my attention though out of this article that I wanted to ask you about is it talks about you in here and it says that your version is slightly different. Um, now we, you know, it's it. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. I apologize. My bad. I was looking at oh. it wrong. So. <laughs> all right, no, it's all right. And, and so let, let, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and include this. And so I'll just go ahead and say, you know, um, as far as this year, it has been a particularly uh, volatile year on campus. And I, I can kind of – and so I'll give you a little rundown of what's happened uh, 2017 to 2018, and then we can talk about it for a little bit. That's kind of the most recent event to happen. But hopefully you guys will have a special appreciation for this, how it all started. You know, Chief Alinewek was retired in 2007. And since then, you know, we, we were very unhappy with, with how that went. They basically said, nope, we're not even going to talk about it. And even when we came and said in 2013, hey, listen, we've actually reached out to the Peoria tribe and are looking at, you know, some kind of partnership in order to bring this back. People at the university said, no, you know, discussion's over. We've, we've made our decision and, and we're sticking by it. And it's really unfortunate just to see, you know, that, that bullheadedness. I mean, uh, one, when we realize we've made a mistake, we should, we should be able to address it. Uh, and, you know, there's precedent for that. You know, we even had, um, you know, the 18th Amendment, prohibition of alcohol. When we realized it was kind of a stupid rule, we repealed it with the 21st. And so it's, it's kind of along those lines that you wonder, why in the world has, has the university uh, not opened up a dialogue about this? What are they so afraid of? And, and it kind of does talk to the point of what we were talking about earlier is it almost seems like they're afraid people might learn something. They're afraid that if we have a discussion about this issue where everyone's involved at the table, that they might have this sudden epiphany that all Native Americans are not offended by Native imagery. And uh, we, we might find a compromise that is actually able to bring some people together. And we might realize that Native history uh, just you know, doesn't deserve to be swept aside and forgotten in history. And so – that's why we fight so hard, you know, to have this issue recognized. So after, you know, but the university actively resists us. And so for about 10 years, uh, there was no activity. We, we really struggled, but the university just wouldn't give us a voice. Uh, they wouldn't listen to us. And they said, you know, we're done and we're not talking about this. Then last year, we got a new chancellor in and he actually banned a drum beat, <laughs> as ironic as it sounds. So here I am on the beating drum 
listening to your guys' intro sounds pretty similar to a tune that we had that was called the war chant where we would start off with a with a nice slow drum beat and then the instruments from the marching band would slowly come in and then we had a, a really nice intro that would intimidate the other team and uh, and give us a nice intro for our team that's all fired up and the chancellor banned the drum beat there were no lyrics attached to this song he simply said the war chant is done we're getting rid of it and that really fired this campus up because for years professors like jay rosenstein had been petitioning to say it's not enough that we ban the chief we need to ban the imagery don't want to see any Native American imagery, and we want to ban the music. If music sounds too Native American, we want it gone from this campus. And as us reasonable people, <laughs> we can go, that's, that's ridiculous. You can't ban imagery because it looks Native American, and you can't ban music because it sounds too Native American. That's, that'll never fly. But the right. University and, of and, Illinois and chance. Ivan, Ivan, are, Ivan yeah, is he go ahead. also ban names also? You know, because I'm sure that, that, that there's people – who are in his class that have what could be considered a Native American last name. Does he just well, not yeah. say it? Not only that. Even the name was, of the state of Illinois. I, I was well, about to say, right. the whole state yeah. of Illinois is named after Native yeah. Americans. So are you going to ban the whole state, pack your stuff, and move? <laughs> you have to wonder if that's where they're going with this. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's kind of the decision that, that set off this whole chain of events because these not your mascot people are still there on campus and they, and they're, they're like insatiable. Call, call them the uh, hate group. Uh, they are a hate group. They are. They, 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 they deal in violence. They deal in criminal activity. And if they don't get what they want, uh, they, they lash out at other people with, with um, not only verbal hate, but also physical hate. And, and that's what exactly what we've seen this year, is when the chancellor made that decision to throw them a bone and get rid of the war chant, to silence the beating drum. It doesn't get any better of a metaphor than that. When the chancellor decided that he was going to try to silence the beating drum, here's what happened. He, these, he gave these people an inch, and now they're going for the mile. And, and you cannot give these people an inch. And, and so this is kind of why I'm upset uh, with the recent news uh, about the Cleveland Indians, which you guys talked about on your last show, is yeah. uh, you, you can't give these guys anything. Because what's uh -huh. happened since then is they want to say no more headdresses allowed at the game. Students should not be allowed to dress like a Native American. We have to get rid of the imagery. They've allocated $10,000 of taxpayer money to eliminate Native American imagery on campus. The war chant wasn't enough. They want all of the music gone, all of the fight songs that they think – has a drum beat that sounds like it might be native, they want it gone. And they want full so eradication. You can't even bang your uh, feet uh, on the stadium anymore because it, it could <laughs> potentially sound like a beating drum. At, yeah, I'll tell you what, after the uh, after they made that decision, I brought my drum from home and I went around playing the war chant around the stadium. So uh, And, and they, they didn't kick me out, so that was good. But I will say right. what they have done since then and so uh, there's three incidents that really stick out from this past semester. The first one was I came to give a talk on campus. I wanted people to know the full history of this. I wanted people to know that there are a lot of Native peoples out there who, who support the preservation of this imagery. I wanted to get that message out there because that's something that I didn't see uh, reflected in the activities of campus. When I went to, to show up, I was such a controversial speaker 
that they held protests outside the hall to try to keep people from even coming into the building. Once we were already in there, we then had a woman come in and start ripping down posters off the walls, ripping papers off the door. Then she came into the room. She started ripping up. Some people had some artwork that they wanted me to autograph. And then she even picked up a likeness of my head and just ripped the head right off the body. And we had to call the police and get her out of there because then she sat down on the ground and she wouldn't move. And the police had to come in and drag her out of the building. And they didn't press charges. Now, this woman was a U of I employee. She's faculty. She works there. And she came into a student meeting where I was doing nothing but try to educate students about the history of the chief. This wasn't even a rally to bring the chief back. I wasn't trying to get a petition. I just wanted them to be educated. I just wanted them to understand the history. And once again, as we were talking about earlier, education is dangerous. These people don't want students to be educated. And they are willing to lash out with violence and destruction of property in order to silence our voices. And the second and, and, thing and that Ivan, happened, you know, we, oh, we go actually, ahead. Sorry. Um, on our uh, on my admin team uh, up in uh, Popoff, uh, Michigan. Um, there's, okay. There's a nice, l- lovely uh, lady called called Kip Jones, and the uh, Not okay. Your Mascot Hate group actually went there and and painted an R, uh, graffitied her door with the R in the circle and a slash around it, and so we understand. Um, just being part of this show that, uh, you know, we've come under the gun, um, you know, because we are all about education. And, and right. the only people that want to eradicate it is the uh, people that, that, that can't see that this is not wrong, that, that this is um, history, that, that we're part of education. And you did bring yeah. up uh, Chief Wahoo. And we do actually have a, a caller, Ivan, that, that does want, want to talk about the – Chief Wahoo. So let's uh, bring uh, this, okay, this caller sure. on, all right? Yep. All right, caller from uh, 860. You're live here on the Beating Drum Radio Show with Farmer B. Evans and uh, Ivan. How are we doing today? Uh, hanging in there. Um, glad to yeah, hear I'm glad. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, as I've heard from your show, too, yeah, I've been very disappointed about um, the Cleveland organization canceling Chief Wahoo. I did do my part. I wrote to the owner last year, and I called the head offices as well. I talked with the woman for a good 10 minutes and um, took down all of my information. I gave all of the reasons why I thought it should stay for uh, so many levels and on so many reasons in my um, personal um, life, like for it. Um, I told her how um, basically uh, this is the sad part, and I think that the Cleveland organization did this at the worst possible time because, as you know, we're still hurting for a World Series. We came close in 2016, that brought a lot of the fans back. Now, last year, we had a 22-game winning streak, which was incredible, another reason why the fans showed up. Now that the fan base is back, after so many years of struggling, now that we had another uh, catastrophic collapse in the playoffs again, now we're stuck without a logo. And as one of you gentlemen mentioned earlier on one of um, the news features, that now we have a Black Sea logo. There's four teams with the Black Sea logo. That where I excuse me, where there's cities from it: Cincinnati Reds, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, and Cleveland Indians. So one coworker I have said, "You guys lost your identity." It's true, and this is the sad part: was that where, when I was 10 years old and I got into this, I my first reaction was after I saw the movie Major League, was that I saw 
Um, I knew that there was a real-life team called the Cleveland Indians, so that was what I first saw. My second reaction was that I didn't see a Native American logo. I saw a logo that, as Walter Goldback, rest in peace, by the way, he what he did was wanted to convey pure joy and unbridled enthusiasm, and that's exactly what I saw. That was my first reaction, is there really is a team in your life called the Indians, and there's this logo that looks happy and excited, just as the original design was meant to convey. And I feel like this is something that's been taken from all of the fans. I feel like even during our worst <laughs> season, the last 26 years where that where we've been struggling to get a World Series is that with having that logo that represented this pure joy and unbridled enthusiasm, that really helped us out. Because when you saw that logo and you saw that, you really felt, you, it, to me personally, speaking on our personal level, I felt like it always was something good to see, even like during our worst, darkest moments. It was something that uplifted all of us fans. And it's really sad to hear how the Dolans and other people don't seem to care about the fan base. And also, what this is also the more harder thing to deal with is the fact that multiple polls, multiple polls, that is, showed that the Chief Wahoo passed the test. It passed in the local newspaper, I assume it's the Cleveland Plain Dealer, by by 60-something percent recently. And then another person did a poll on Instagram. It passed by 75% to 25%. Then as one of you mentioned recently, somewhere between 85 to 90% was the people that really that was just recent were against the change. So you have just a few people here that were um, that were for the change. And I'm sorry that um, Native Americans don't understand that where I never got in this to hurt anybody at all. What I did was I saw a logo that brought me so much happiness and joy. And it's a sad thing because that's what so many people are losing right now because of this. We're losing such a great logo that all of us enjoyed and we liked. And for the record, too, that's, you know, I'm sorry to the Native American community that are calling people like me racist that like the logo. Well, I'm sorry I saw a logo that represented pure joy and bridal enthusiasm. And that's exactly what I still see to this day. So it's been a very hard week. Yeah. You know, I, I can definitely understand um, your your concern. Uh, don't give up the fight. And, uh, you know, what what you can do in, in, in what I said last week is, you know, if you do live around Cleveland, go to Progressive Field and uh, throw all of your Block C uh, memorabilia, hats, jerseys, uh, shirts on the front doors and, and say, we reject this. Um, Thank you so much for calling, and uh, we'll let you hear, listen to uh, Ivan and and uh, and myself and and B Evans. Um, Ivan, what's your take on on the uh, um, Major League Baseball pretty much banning um, Chief Wahoo and the Dolans uh, pretty much kind of folding? Sure. You know, I'll, I'll say that uh, you know I I think their their intentions uh, you know might might have been in the right place. You know, I, I guess I can't really speak to it, um, but but I think that they're definitely whatever the intention may be for their um, for their activity. I, I think they're honestly doing it for the wrong reason. Um, I've I've heard you know mixed thoughts uh, about the reception of Chief Wahoo. I know a lot of people think it's overly cartoonish. They they don't really like it. Um, and then I've heard a lot of other people, particularly from the Cleveland area, who have told me um, exactly what our caller just said, you know, that, no, this is, this is, it's joy. It's unbridled enthusiasm. It's what we want to see from the fans. It's that, you know, positive vibe that we want to get from the community. And so we want the, the image to, to reflect that. 
So, you know, not being from Cleveland, I don't have as much of a stake in the issue. Um, but right. what really does worry me is that they are, once again, they're following the path of complete eradication. And, and that I'm just really uncomfortable with because we are losing an identity. If they said that they were going to rebrand Chief Wahoo and maybe they were going to try to strengthen their connection uh, with the local Native American community, that they were going to make more of an effort uh, to give back and to, to incorporate some feedback, well, then maybe I'd be a little more comfortable with it. Uh, but the fact that they're just saying, oh, we've got an Indian logo, we better get rid of it, and we're going to Block C, which impresses no one, uh, we're losing something. We're losing something, and we're not getting anything back. And so once again, you know, like I said earlier, you can't give any ground. And so if we're going to lose something, I want to see an effort made to, to really rekindle that connection with the local history and the local culture. And so if we're not doing that, I've got to say I'm wholeheartedly against it. Well, you know, Ivan, I – I completely agree with, you know, what, what the Dolans did is, is they opened up Pandora's box. And this has really vitalized the not your mascot hate group. And, and it, and, and it gave them a mile. It didn't even give them an inch. It, it gave them a mile. And, and now they're, they're after the name. Now they're after the name Indians. Now they're, you know, now, now they're right back on the Washington Redskins heels. Are, are yep. the Atlanta Braves next? Um, and, and that type of thing. Ivan, I believe uh, I have a caller here um, who actually wants to ask you a question. Are you willing to, to, to take a few callers? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Give me just one second here. Bob, you are live here on the beating drum with Farmer and B. Evans and Ivan. How are we doing today, brother? We're doing very well. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing well. Uh, it's a pleasure you to speak with you, Ivan. Bob. So... I mean, I had so many questions lined up, and I mean, honestly, you answered far more many questions than I even wrote down. And if you were to see my notepad right here, man, what a mess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you seem to have a good following. And do you find or do you feel that maybe you would have more followers that some people are afraid to actually speak up? Uh, I would say, uh, Bob, you hit the nail right on the head. And, uh, you know, we, we got cut off a little bit as I was stringing together uh, some of the events that have happened recently. But, but most recently, uh, one of the events that happened is a U of I professor who, who doesn't like, you know, my take on the cheap situation uh, followed me into the bathroom with a camera rolling, uh, trying, to, trying to expose me uh, or some sort of activity in there. Um, and, and what this really boils down to, and, and it hasn't been the first instance with him harassing me, uh, and it hasn't been the first time that I have been, you know, the recipient of, of physical violence as a result of ju just this issue. Um, and then, you know, even also verbal threats. And it really does seem like uh, that they're trying to make an example of me. And, and that goes true uh, for a lot of folks. In fact, uh, a good friend of mine, I just returned from a trip to Africa, and uh, we donated some cheap shirts. Uh, down to some of my friends there in Africa, and we had someone call uh, my friend's mother and say that uh, he was going to get arrested because he was giving away chief shirts, and that that wasn't something that that they that they liked, and he was going to get arrested. And it, it really it really scared her. And uh, you know, she gave me a call and said, "What's going on?" That someone called me and said, "You and my son are going to get arrested." And I had to talk her down and say, "No, mom, we're not doing anything wrong. They're they're just trying to scare you." And so I think that's what it boils down to. I think we would have a lot more. I, I know the supporters are out there. 
I know I have a following, and I know we even have the majority. Even on the U of I campus, at the last count, 78% of the student body was in support of the chief. But I also know exactly what you said. People are afraid to say it. They're afraid to champion the cause. They're afraid to voice their concerns. They're afraid to attach their name to say, I'm a proud supporter, because they know that people are going to lash out at them. They know that people are going to call them a racist, that people are going to threaten them with physical violence and may even carry out that threat of violence. And uh, it's, it's, it's not the way that we, we need to be debating this thing. And so especially on a university campus, when you talk about the imagery represented in athletics, uh, when you talk about a professional organization or about a university, this isn't the way that adults, especially educated adults, solve their problems, is with whining and violence and protests. We need to talk this out. We need to educate each other. And so it, it just goes to show you, you know, why are they so afraid of us speaking our mind? Why are they so afraid of us, uh, you know, continuing to express factual information and trying to uh, address a, a very rich and proud history? And so I'd say you're absolutely right. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at how these people conduct themselves, uh, stay legal. You know, we are we are within our bounds. We have done we have the, with a chief tradition. We have done nothing but follow the letter of the law, and that goes from the same people. We're not the type who are protesting. We're not the type who who are promoting violence, and and they are. And and sooner or later, I hope that people who are on the fence about this, who people who might not have a, a stake, uh, might not have a a dog in the fight, uh, sooner or later I hope they realize that, that it really is. The, the people on the one side of this are trying to express joy. They're trying to express education and pride and history. And the people on the other side, uh, they just want to erase, and they're willing to do anything they can, even violence, to get their way. And sooner or later I, I think uh, people are going to start to come around and see who, who are really the people uh, what types of people we're dealing with on both sides of this issue. And I think that speaks uh, very loudly to the character uh, of the people on both sides. Uh, you know, Ivan, you, you said it exactly, exactly right. I, I find that, you know, we had just last week uh, close to 10,000 listeners uh, via live and also in the download form. Um, to everyone that is listening, and listening to, to, to Ivan and here, Omar, who is actually waiting here on, on hold to uh, speak also. Um, this is your time right now here on the Beating Drum Radio Show to call in. Let your voice be heard. You can rename uh, anonymous or, or if you want to say your name. Um, definitely give us a call if you want to talk to uh, Ivan and or Omar, who, who will be coming on here in just a few minutes. That phone number to call in is 646-668-8467. So, uh, Ivan, I, I'm, I'm like giddy right now. It's crazy <laughs> um, to uh, soon to, to have um, a, a second uh, chief here um, on the Beating Drum radio show. This is, the, this is definitely the first. So, without further hesitation, Omar, you are live on the Beating Drum radio show here on Radio AFS. Fat Boy Media, DRCP Army with Farmer B. Evans and your brother Ivan. How, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for inviting uh, me to the show. It's 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 an honor to be here uh, speaking with you guys. So, Man, it, yeah, it's an honor for me. You know, and and and, and I think B. Evans fell, fell asleep on this, but um, no, it, most it, definitely. I was waiting to get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor, you know, and, and, and Ivan, you, you said it perfectly, you know, it's, um, Omar, I want to, I want to hear 
you know, being the uh, chief um, icon right now, what type of, I guess, flack are you getting for um, going to, to the games, going to, to the events, and, and uh, do you have to have some sort of security um, to actually uh, to attain, you know, to, to go to the, these events? Um, well, it's um it's interesting. Um, I've noticed that throughout the years have gone by ever since 2007 from the retirement of the official chief for Lenwick, uh towards now, uh, the culture has changed a whole lot. And going into the events to make appearances, um, it's not difficult. However, it's I don't think that it should be the right way of going about it just because we are forced to go in with security. Um, yes, the staff or any venue that we go into, they know whenever we step in because we obviously purchase um, tickets to go into the events. We don't sneak in or anything. Um, they, they, they're, they're aware that we're there. And it just gives me a weird vibe of like being there. Like they, I need to be um, watched because I'm afraid of my safety and that's not cool. So with that, it's just, um, as I mentioned, just like the culture has changed. Um, I do it for all the Illini Nation who goes into the games and hopes to see uh, the Chief for the tradition that has been unrightfully taken from us. Uh, those guys, they come in there. Uh, they're certain years alums or even just uh, second or third generation Illini. They go in there and they're like, holy crap, um, I wish this was a thing. My Both my parents, my great-grandparents, uh, came to the university and they just want to take a picture, want to get a glimpse of that to hold on into their tradition to the past. And that, that honestly, that is why I do it. And it is um, both refreshing to, to, to see that because even just parents that they come with their children, there could, I've, I've taken pictures with uh, kids as, as old as uh, two, three years old and they're wearing their uh, chief line of t-shirt and that is honestly super cool to see. So mo- most definitely, Omar. It's it's uh, you know, and and finding the uh, the the chief online or or just to buy some sort of shirt um, to 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 wear over here in Washington State, it's tough to find. And and that right there, it should be a crime just by itself. No, yeah, I I agree. And uh, kind of interesting that you mentioned that because. I mean, yes, the university uh, retired the symbol uh, 10 years ago, and they still hold uh, the trademark for for the Davis logo. Uh, And here and there, they end up uh, making sales of, of like, apparel. But then again, they don't want to include – they they, they push themselves away from from the Chief Hellenowick image, which I kind of find it – ironic in a sense, just because they, they take a, a certain stance of like, we don't support Chief Reinowick and yet they still hold on to the trademark and they end up selling apparel in order to hold on to the trademark. So um, it is, I do agree it's a crime because there are fans who find this symbol, I guess, quote unquote, cool. It's, it's honestly a beautiful image to look at and aesthetic wise, I, everybody wants to have a piece of that. And Omar, you're almost too nice saying ironic. I would go so far as to say, you know, absolutely hypocritical. I mean, when the university banned the Chiefs, they said it was because they felt it was hostile and abusive. 
Um, but if they really, if they really felt that, if they really thought it was a negative image, then they wouldn't want to make money off of it. And they, they wouldn't keep selling the image. They, they let the trademark go public domain or at least give it back to the artist. Um, but Jack Davis, the creator of the symbol, uh, has a- actually asked for the artwork back, and, and the university has held on to it. And, and Omar's absolutely right. They, they keep selling this stuff, uh, selling it online, uh, but just not very much of it. But, but absolutely, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very disturbing, and it's, it's quite the, the head-scratcher, and, and it makes you wonder you know, how the university uh, is, is being run. And uh, it, it does kind of just give you an idea of how poorly uh, they have treated this issue as a whole. You know what, guys, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, um, for any of our listeners that, that are listening out of the uh, University of North Dakota, uh, home of, of the fighting, to listen to these two people who have lost their symbol, lost their identity for the past 10 years. Just think of what is and will happen to the uh, awesome drawing and symbol of the University of, of uh, North Dakota. Um, you know, it, it, it saddens me that the schools still want to make their money, still want their money from these symbols and icons, but yet it's not good enough to be on their courts or and or in their halls. Yeah, and honestly, I want to touch something on what you mentioned, Ivan. I agree with you um, in the sense that the the university claims that they, um, or even just the people who protest against Chief Flannery, that they find this um, a hostile environment. And going back into back in 2000, as early as 2004, going into 2007 during the dialogue um, era, uh, the Department of Education here at the university they did a study to see if it is true that Chief Flannery caused a hostile environment, and due to their uh, six-year, uh, I believe it was six years, uh, research, they were not able to find anything that caused uh, the 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 image, the symbol, uh, a hostile environment. So I, I honestly think that it's the protesters who are causing the hostility on the campus environment, and it, they want to pin it on us that we are the quote-unquote racist that we do not know how to um, act accordingly towards Native American culture. So I think that is, um, again, hypocritical to, for, for people who make those sorts of claims that they're caught, the chief line of causes a hostile environment on our campus community. No, most definitely. So, uh, Omar, as Ivan has had a had a run in with this particular um, professor. Has this pr- pr- professor harassed you in any way? Um, we, no, uh, not directly. So pretty much uh, with Professor Rosenstein, I, whenever we go into, I guess, any sort of dialogue, uh, I once believe that we're respectful to each other. We haven't really had any um, issues per se, that um, I would say that he's attacking me in any sort of form. However, his behavior on that incident towards the Street Farm Center, I find it a little bit troubling because um, his intentions were to get a glimpse of what was going on with Chief Flanwick into the bathroom. And obviously we uh, use the bathroom in order to change because why would someone want to change out in public? 
So that's why that's the reason why we use the bathrooms uh, in order to change. And coming into the bathroom with a camera, that's just plain wrong. Like it, there's no common sense in that. Um, if he actually wanted to see catch something, he could have easily just waited outside of the bathroom with his camera ready if that was his purpose. And if his claims of catching State Farm Center um, employees or staff to see if they were facilitating this um, procedure was his, those are his claims. He could have easily just waited outside to see if there were any staff inside of the bathroom or coming in and out. So I I honestly think it's just BS on his part, uh, trying to play the reporter um, um, card inside of the bathroom. It's, it's, it's just wrong actually <laughs> um omar I, I had a question for you um the uh now what what all is going on with the paint the paint the hall chief yes so pretty much a uh, paint the hall chief it is just a uh tribute towards our 10th year anniversary uh with uh the chief line with being retired this is an event that the community uh, was interested. They've noticed that uh, a lot of chief apparel has not. A lot of those uh, people who attend these events, they're not wearing a lot of chief apparel, and that we're just promoting this event as a community um, to pretty much everybody go in as the last dance. The date was February 21st. Uh, it's obviously a day afterwards, but that's the game February 22nd. That it will be the day for paint the hall, which we want everyone to wear their chief apparel into the game to just make it uh, show that we want this is what we want and they're not taking it from us and this is uh, I, I've noticed that um, both the student body president and everybody pins this on Honor the Chief. Honor the Chief has nothing to do with this. Uh, it's not an event sponsor. Uh, it is not an event created by them. It, it's just we're just publicizing for the entire community to go out there and um, know what's going on. Well, and I'll, I'll jump in here real quick. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ahead. I just wanted to say one, one more thing about the the uh, Paint the Hall Chief event, too. Uh, just just two things. One, uh, a big part of the reason that this has come about is uh, some of the Not Your Mascot folks have called in uh, to the Big Ten Network, and uh, they don't even want the Big Ten Network uh, to be able to show the Chief Alinoak logo in the crowd uh, when they're doing their broadcast. And so they they wrote a letter and asked their cameraman to please try to avoid any chief logos. If they show any images of people tailgating for football games, please don't show the tailgates that have the chief on it. And so one of the things is we're, we're just hoping, you know, people, uh, you know, it's okay to, to wear the chief logo on your shirt. And so, you know, wear it with pride to the games. And uh, they can't avoid us if we're everywhere. And so that's something that's uh, a really strong message that we want to send uh, something else that's a little concerning is um, Omar mentioned the student body president. Uh, she has said uh, it's not a threat. It's a promise uh, that she will be there uh, protesting uh, at the Paint the Hall Chief event. And so it's, uh, it's a little concerning that she's threatening to stage a protest over what people are wearing on their shirts. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's just crazy uh, to me. Uh, but it's also a little concerning to me because her protests tend to get violent. Uh, when she had her protest back at the homecoming parade, she was actually in the streets with a bullhorn, um, and they had a crowd that actually blocked the homecoming parade and uh, and forced uh, our homecoming parade this past year in 2017. They forced it to an early stop 
the band had to be dismissed only halfway through and uh and the honor of the chief society and the chancellor both were, were not allowed to complete uh the parade route and so it is a little worrisome too because this is a this is a woman who has a history of violence and uh and i'm a little worried that she's threatening violence uh based on nothing else than how people are dressed so 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 ivan and, and omar um hopefully you know we can have have somebody there um you know to to to, to video and and go live on on your guys's page and also the uh, beating drum because you know a, a lot of these not your mascot hate groups they 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 say that it's friendly they they say that it's peaceful they say this and they say that but as we all know we have dealt with them I know that I have dealt with them um, I'm sure you guys have and uh, everything else like that and it's it's uh they're not as peaceful as, as they say they are but. I, I wish that that I could be there in, in Champaign on that day just to have your guys' back and also uh, anyone else that that that, that represents the uh, chief and and I would go toe to toe with her saying so you're oppressing freedom of speech you're oppressing freedom of wearing whatever you want to wear going into a public event you know it, it, it I would I would love at any given time if you have her phone number and or her email, I would love for her to come on my show and debate why she is doing what she is doing. Yeah, and we're, we're more than happy to share that information. If anyone wants, uh, you know, the contact information from some of the student senators at ISG or some of the decision makers in the administration at uh, the University of Illinois, we're, we're more than happy to have your support, and we're more than happy to continue to work with you guys as, uh, as we continue on this fight. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, Omar, is there anything else you want to bring up? This was a uh, very, very fast hour show um, and or Ivan, you know, the the, uh, the floor and or the microphone is is now your guys's. Yeah, no. Um, so pretty much, uh, I guess you just wrapped this up. I do. Um, I am a minority here on campus and I keep hearing a bunch of uh, name callings towards me, uh, and I just find it kind of ironic because during the homecoming parade, I kept the protesters who kept uh, just blocking the, the the road and just uh, shouting things throughout the side. Something resonated through me, and the thing that they were saying was inclusivity at Illinois. That I just kept bringing over and over again, inclusivity at Illinois. And as I was marching down the parade, I just kept thinking. Um, the irony of all of that, that they were protesting, if they really wanted inclusivity out of Illinois, they should be able to let, uh, let everyone express um, what they want to show, what their, what their intentions are. So I, I, I just find that kind of um, degrading because the university did not do anything about it. They are so quiet, and there has been no... Um, nothing done towards this issue. And with the Student Senate, uh, Senate, uh, Senate here at Illinois, it's just completely biased. It reminded me back of 2006, 15, 16, when they tried to do the second or third mascot search committee. Um, everything was biased. They rushed everything. It's not done well. And then they pride themselves that only, was it, 12 or 14% of the entire campus community voted for the senators. And I find it pathetic that only... 
such a small percentage of the entire Kansas community votes um, towards uh, setting up, uh, getting our senators for the entire uh, student government. So I, I, I think that uh, with that is just completely done wrong, which leads to having a biased government here at the campus. And due to that, we have had many uh, incidents happen uh, because of that. So uh, the fight continues. We're not giving up. And this is just to show um, everyone's true colors. Uh, we are not here to harm anyone. We're just here to uh, maintain our tradition and show the true Illini spirit for those who want to actually embrace it. And if you disagree with whatever we are saying, um, that's your right, and you're more than welcome to. But just remember that we also have the right to voice our opinion, and we should not be uh, shutting ourselves down. I think that Chief Lionwick's uh, tradition could have been more. We could have used this as a vessel for um, to show uh, Native American um, education, since um, nowadays we don't have a lot of uh, Native American influences in today's pop culture. And I think uh, to prevent that from being obsolete, the university could have, had, could have used uh, the chief, as I mentioned, as an educational opportunity or even vessel of interest into Native American culture. Um, yes, I believe that the chief is not accurate representation of Native Americans that could have been found here in Illinois, but um, it draws interest into those who may not have ever become aware of that cultural link. Um, one could have altered it change the tradition or even make it more accurate, but instead um, our potential for inspiration of further generations has become obsolete as we've lost our most powerful symbol. And it has, it, it, we even lost a powerful get, uh, gateway. I don't think that the chief's retirement has been the best way of handling the situation um, in what continues to be a divided community here at Illinois. This is why I feel that Chief Lanowick could have and should have played a role in Native American education and a symbol for unity during these troubling times. And I, per that's how I see the symbol, symbol of unity. Wow, you know, I, you know, Ivan, Omar, Ivan, I'll, I'll give you your your, your uh, final thoughts here um, in, in just a few seconds. But you know, Ivan said this uh, in the beginning of the show, Omar, and I don't know, uh, you guys have. Are, are very articulate. I, I feel very subpar <laughs> talking with you guys. And, and usually I, I'm the one that's, you know, on par and, and, and very um, articulate. But uh, Omar, you, you and Ivan are, are, are by far, um, you guys should, should have your own show. It's crazy. I'm sure I'm going to get uh, messages <laughs> from people saying, give these guys their own show. Make it call the chief or, or aware of the chief or something. I, I can see it coming already. So, uh, Omar, and, and, and here's a word, and I'm sure you already know that, that I think every single one of you guys there um, in Champaign and there at the university should live by. And it's the words that I live by, and it's the words that the show lives by. And it is these key three words, and it says, never back down. And by you going into these games, Omar, having to have security, having to be afraid of somebody going into a bathroom and videotaping, which if the last time I checked is illegal and should be prosecuted. <laughs> but, you know, I guess when you're a 
um, a teacher or a professor, I guess you're, you're, you're above the law, but you know, um, sir, my hat is off to you. Um, I believe, you know, we, we, we sent a few plaques, um, to, uh, Ivan. So hopefully, uh, Ivan, you give one of those very special chief plaques to the uh, current chief and, uh, Omar, thank you so much for uh, calling, sir. No, thank you very much for inviting me in, Ivan. It's like I mentioned from the beginning of the call, it has been an honor to speak with you guys. And, um, yeah. We, now, we call um, in anytime, Omar. Anytime before you, you call in. Before you go, Omar, I have a question for you and Ivan, if if you don't mind. Um, sure. I had a friend. Of, I have a friend of mine who's listening to the show, uh, unable to call, so he asked me to ask a question to both of you guys. He has a tendency. He he, and this is his question. He he tends to look at things from all different angles and wants to know. If you guys, in the pursuit of all of this, all the negativity that surrounds everything, do you guys see anything from their point of view and have like a, even a slight understanding of where they're coming from and then try to explain to them where you feel like – their view of that is wrong and try to explain it to them to where they'll understand. Um, yes. So I guess the one thing that I would agree with people that disagree um, with this issue would be the isolation that the university has taken. The university has not done anything about this. They refuse to do something about it. They, there has been no statements and honestly, me being the current portrayer, if the university says, you know what, this is we this was something that uh this was an issue that ended ten years ago and it's going to remain the way it has been for this past ten years, I would be completely okay because yes, I would be upset. However, um the university it shows me that the university has taken a stand and they're doing something about it. And I believe that would be the end of that. Uh, but with that that would be the only thing. Just that's from the people that have debated um, and friends that are in the opposite side, that's the one thing that we've come to agree that the university, it's, it was the university's fault that we lost a symbol because they failed to educate the community on what the chief truly represented or meant. And I'll just jump in here real quick and say Omar's absolutely right. At the end of the day, I, I think this comes down to, to education. And, and I've always said before, I don't care what side of the debate that you land on as long as you have an, an educated opinion on the issue, as long as you've done your research. And so right now it just so happens that there's, there's one side of this that is particularly trying uh, very, very hard in order to uh, prevent people from having a voice, in order to prevent people from understanding the full story. So I'll, I'll say that you know when it comes down to the mascot issue – uh, a lot of the people who are upset, I do, I do feel for them. Uh, I, I do feel their pain, and I, I've had a lot of conversations, even within my own family, for some people who, who don't like to see Native American imagery in the public eye. Uh, but what it comes down to is at the end is even though their pain is very real, a lot of times the basis for that pain is a little bit misguided, and they've been led to believe that the chief is something it's not. They've been led to believe it's a mascot, or they've been led to believe that it's somehow hurtful or, or represents uh, – some sort of negative value. And when they actually learn um, 
you know, like Omar and I did when you become a part of the chief tradition, uh, when you actually learn a little bit uh, about that, uh, the tradition of what the chief represents, you learn that it is a lot more positive uh, than what some of the professors and, and administrators at U of I will have you believe. And so I'll say at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very confident in my belief uh, that if, if people make, if, if we have a dedication towards researching this issue, if we have a, if we have a mission uh, to educate, then, then I think that, that that needs to be our overall goal. And so, I, you know, I can talk to the end of the day uh, about the mascot issue and, and symbols and, and Native American imagery, but at the end of the day, I think one thing that we should all be able to agree on is education and that need for research. And I think that uh, that's something that we've tried uh, very hard for. And, uh, you know, we can, we can get down to the nitty-gritty later and we can, we can debate the, uh, the nuances of this uh, once we get to that point. But right now we need to focus on having an equal footing and making sure that all voices are heard. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the, the sad part about it is the fact that people are so bullheaded anymore that they don't want to learn anything it's they stand by what they believe whether it's right or wrong and don't want to take that 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 moment out of their time to to learn something and educate themselves more into knowing what it is that you know they may believe is right or wrong and they just want to go on and what they think is what it is and they refuse to believe anything different and you're right. Education is the biggest problem that we have with a lot of issues. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And honestly, most of the time, um, uh, they, they, they believe that their view is the only one that is acceptable and the only side, uh, that is right on their dialogue. And it's the only one that should be heard. And I think that's the, uh, one of the main, um, issues throughout, uh, getting, um, this, um, issue taken care of. Absolutely. When you are just absolutely, and you believe that you're right and your way is the only way of thinking, that's when it becomes a, a huge issue. Absolutely. Omar, you hit the nail on the head. You know, I've 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 asked for, uh, you know, I, I've had this show here now for about eight years, and I have asked for information from the Not Your Mascot people. To tell me how these names, these symbols, um, are hostile and abusive. And still to this day, I have yet to receive factual and or psychological information from a psych, uh, psych, uh, any psychoanalysis um, ever. And still to this day, they have not um, given me that, that information. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree you know, more with you is that it's based on, and, and, and I could be wrong, but I feel, and, and, and these are personal opinions, is that you are, you're not born to hate Native American imagery or names. You are taught it by your peers, by your parents, or you're taught it mm-hmm. by um, your professors, <laughs> professors, you know, um, trying to be socialists instead of democratic and, and showing you both, both ways and telling you that 90% of Native Americans do not feel that these names and images are hostile and abusive. They only want to listen to the 9% that, 
of Native Americans out there. And that right there is one reason why I started this particular show, to give the 90% a voice. And for people like yourselves, Ivan and Omar, and, and our caller who talked about Chief Wahoo, and all the other schools and people that, that have called in over the years, this is your voice, guys. And, 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 and it's a great honor to uh, have you two very well-spoken gentlemen um, grace our family and our friends um, with, with, with your guys' knowledge. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'll go ahead and say my closing statement here. Omar, feel free to hang, uh, hang around a little bit. Uh, here in Illinois, it's just about beer 30, and I got a cold one waiting for me. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sign off here pretty soon. But I do want to, <laughs> I do want to say thank you guys so much for having us on the show. Um, you know, maybe someday Omar and I will have our own show. Uh, we can do a back-to-back radio hour. Uh, but until that point, um, more than happy to call in anytime you guys would like to have us or any of the other chief portrayers or, or some of the other folks that are involved here uh, on the University of Illinois campus and with the Honor of the Chief Society. Uh, we're more than happy to work with you guys. Um, thank you so much personally for the belated birthday gift of the Chief Alinewek plaque. Um, absolutely. Omar's going to have one of those on his desk. I've got one up on my shelf right next to my Eagle feather at home. And so, uh, thank you guys so much for that. And, uh, I'll be sending some pictures your way, uh, as we, as we give some of those away. Um, we love, absolutely love the mantra of, uh, never back down. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you'll have to wait to hear my Tom Petty impersonation, but won't back down is one of my favorite songs. And for good reason, um, there is a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of bad people uh, that, that want to silence us and that want to put us down. And, uh, and our, our strongest, you know, advantage is that, you know, we are well-educated, we are well-spoken, and, uh, and we're not going to give up just because people are trying to make us afraid. Um, that's, that's not what this is a part of. We are facing uh, ourselves right now. We're facing eradication. Uh, there are people who want to get rid of us, who want to get rid of every mention of us and the culture that we stand for. And so we are really fighting uh, something very powerful, and that leads me into the other mantra that you guys no doubt know, is that education over eradication. And that's something mm-hmm. that whether we're talking about Chief Alinawek or Chief Wahoo uh, or any other Native American imagery out there, that at the end of the day, we just need to make sure that people understand what the issues are, that people remain connected, uh, not only to the information, but remain connected to this community, what you guys have been able to create here with this radio show and what Omar and I are trying to create in the Champaign-Urbana community. And if we, can, if we can all get together, if we can share information, if we can share stories and experiences and really expose these people for what they are and, and their, you know, their actual hostile and abusive behavior, um, we can really get somewhere. We can make this our turning point, and, uh, and we can push back. So thank you guys so much uh, for having us on the show. Um, it's been an honor for, for both of us uh, to be on here. We're happy to come back anytime, and um, it's been a great one. So just uh, thank you guys so much again uh, for everything you've done so far and for what we'll continue to accomplish in the future. And uh, you know, Ivan, again, um, you guys have the phone number. Uh, call in at any time. You can have any of the other chiefs call in and or if you want us to segment them um, on their own particular segment, uh, maybe not a, a full uh, hour and 15 minutes if they don't have that time. So, again, I, I appreciate you spending um, an hour and 15 minutes here uh, with us and, and Omar for, for your time also. 
Um, and, and we will have to work on something, you know, talk, talk to the uh, network here and see if we can get a, uh, a, a, a champagne um, radio show here on the network. I, I think that that would be awesome um, to hear from all the Chiefs on maybe their own radio station. Oh, and the that Chief way, talk. the Chief Chat. The uh, Chief Talk. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, that way. Um, they can't protest. They can't rip pieces of paper, and uh, <laughs> you guys can get your uh, voices out there that way. Also, Ivan, thank you so much. Omar, thank you. And yep, thank uh, you. Long live the chief and go Illini. Exactly. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. B. Evans, man. Wow. We got one more caller. I know we got wow. one more caller. And she actually wants to talk about a GoFundMe account um, that she created uh, for uh, Ivan. So we're going to bring her on here. Bree, you are live here on the Beating Drum Radio Show here on Radio AFS, Fatboy Media, DRCP Army, maybe a little farmer media every now and then. Bree, you got a brief couple minutes to uh, talk about this uh, particular uh, GoFundMe account. Hey, um, yeah, I was just listening to the whole show. I mean, are those guys amazing or what? Um, God, they're so well-spoken. I am not. They are. No, and they made B. Evans and I seem like amateurs. It's like it's the uh, beating <laughs> drum with uh, Omar and uh, Ivan. It, it, it's crazy. Man. Right? Yeah. They're, like, they're, like made, they're like super scholars smart and everything, and I'm just – that's not me. I'm, I'm just like right. fireball of like – passion and everything no um so i i started this um gofundme account you know um because i i really don't i don't feel that um these guys are going to get justice uh from this jay rosenstein uh or stein or however he wants to pronounce it nowadays uh this incident um because i was outside the bathroom watching him just blatantly walk in with his cell phone obviously i can't go in being a female because you know the laws apply to me you know apparently they don't apply to you know, Rosenstein, but they do apply to me. Um, so I started this, it, it was just this afternoon because I am not a techie person. So it took me all afternoon to do. Um, and uh, so I started it, put it on the pages and um, I'd like, you know, the community take a look at it. And I mean, at the least, he's probably going to have to file like restraining orders or something of that nature to keep them safe. Um, I'm taking self-defense classes because I follow him around Omar, you know, prior army and stuff like that, because I want to keep them safe. Um, so we don't have to like hire security because that that's expensive, but, um, yeah. So I, I started the GoFundMe account, um, and see what we can, we can do from there because it really doesn't look like they're going to fire this guy. You know? So well, I, I want them to be able to get some kind of justice. You know, Bree, mo- most definitely. Um, and if you want to shoot that over to me, I think you already have. We will post that up there on the uh, Beating Drum yeah. Facebook page. See if uh, yeah. our family friends will uh, definitely help uh, with that particular cause. Yeah. Well, and and to, go ahead. Sorry. To to so, no to to, to um, you know the petition for the chancellor to to fire this guy because I mean he walked into a bathroom with a cell phone filming people if he'd done it right. in the women's room you'd be looking at my mugshot not his 
You know, right. <laughs> I mean, this is this is illegal. I, I, there's just no two ways about it. That's so unfair to both of these these men. And if it had been women, we wouldn't even be discussing it. And why exactly. is it okay to violate a man's rights? It, it's not okay. It's not okay. And, and these men are my friends. And so I'm going to do, I, you know, I, my hands are small. I can't do much, but, but what I can do, I'm going to do for them. So this is, this is what I can do. I can, I can put up petitions and I can put up go, GoFundMe accounts and, you know, I can keep people away from Omar when he's standing there. And that's, that's about the limit of my, my abilities, but you know, I do what I can. I can't speak you, you know, like them, we, obviously. Right, yeah, no, I, I definitely can't either. <laughs> you can, right? Well, and, and the thing is, though, with, with the uh, issue with Rosenstein was, you know, they didn't even the, – the state attorney declined to prosecute and said that the criminal right? justice is not a place – Right, and she said it's not a place to gain an advantage for one side or the other on a public debate. Okay, and then in reference to what you said a moment ago, had this been you, it'd be, it'd be your mugshot that we would be looking at. The thing is, though, is that there was one female that was a chief in 1943. Now, what if this had happened to her? What if this was a chief now yeah. and this had happened to her? It'd be and a completely different a, story then because then women's rights would jump up and everything. So how is it okay but not okay? They can't right. push and there, was, an, the there was a female assistant to Ivan. Ivan had a female assistant that, right. that would go. Um, so, so there's been a, another female that hasn't been recognized by the university, which actually should be. Um, but what if it had happened to her? I, I think her name was Katie um, Burkle. I may have messed up the last name. But there has been another female, and she should get her recognition as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if it had been a, a man walking into a female's restroom, man, he would have been fired, gone, done. So, I mean, it's so sexist, too, that, that a man's privacy is not worth as much as a woman's. It, that's BS. You know, and, right. and you know, to complicate I, matter, I, matters that Omar is a student and a professor that's 30 years his senior or over 30 years his seniors walking in. It's just, it's, it's, it that's is. a whole nother layer of grossness. You know, I, you know, I, and I, I agree. as a mom, I almost took my, my five-year-old to that game. Yeah. And if I'd taken my five-year-old to that game, you would have been visiting Jay, you know, in the ICU or something, because I would have right. just taken him down. Nobody messes with my no, kids. I, yeah. I, I agree with you 100% Bree. And uh, we will definitely get that uh, petition posted. Um, yeah, Radio AFS just, just, just sent me a message here saying they, they have granted us the just about 10 more minutes. So um, <laughs> I know Bob has a, 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 a bill that, that he wants to bring up. So uh, thank you again so much for calling. And, uh, cool. Thank you for, for, for having uh, those what's guys going on, on for uh, Paint the Chief. Yeah, and th- thanks for giving me a, a little bit of air time to help help me get justice for uh, Ivan and Omar. They're really great guys. You're very welcome, Bree. Thank you. Cool. Talk to you later. Have a good one. All righty. I think we got Bob back on here. Bob, you got uh, a couple minutes here You know, before Radio AFS finally pulls the plug on us. That's okay. Um, I'll take you two minutes. Dude, you know, what's going on here? So, 
Um, so, you know, this, this, this has been one quick. heck of a show. Uh, yeah, oh, man. It, this should be a three-hour show tonight. Oh, I'm so I, overwhelmed. I agree. I am going to have to I go agree. listen to the show three times tomorrow. Anyway. That makes two of us. Real quick, for everyone to know, and uh, not just my Tewksbury peeps, but um, everyone around the world listening, Senate Bill 291, which was put up by Barbara Latalian by request by 11 individuals here in Tewksbury that want to ban specific Native American names, has been reported out of the Committee on Education, and that's a joint committee between the Senate and the House of Representatives in Massachusetts, and put in front of the Senate for a vote, and I don't really know what that means. It's possible that another committee could grab it beforehand, but it's doubtful that's going to happen. Um, I I don't know where it's going from here. I don't know what the Senate is actually voting on. My gut feel from past conversations is that the Senate wants it will vote whether it goes to the floor for a, a, a vote as to law or to throw it away. My feeling is since it didn't go in front of the House, it's going to be thrown away. And that's exactly what we want to happen. Um, hopefully Monday we'll have a uh, better clarification on what that is, and I can post that on the website. Well, Bob, hopefully we we uh, get some good news out of there, and uh, I, want, I want your final thoughts on, on this particular show. Okay. And, uh, you know. Okay, this, I actually this, uh, I am completely ready for that. So, you know, Ivan and Omar, what a great opportunity to speak to these gentlemen. They are so well educated and speak so fluently. They, they literally have their fingers on the pulse of this situation. And they made it evidently clear that portrayers and mascots are very different. You know, Omar said that the university failed to educate about Chief Illini, and they're exactly right. And what he means by that is, you know, they're not a mascot on the field. They had a job to do. They had rules, regulations, specifics. You had to pass a test, and they did their job, and that was it. But, you know, they also have a never-back-down attitude, a never-give-up attitude. And I look forward to, uh, number one, I look forward to uh, Evans Tom Petty impersonation because I've been forced to do a couple in my time (laughs) in the show. But uh, I look forward to their progress. I look forward to hearing them back on the show. I do like the idea of their own show. But... Really what it comes down to is to the not-your-mascot people, please call. We want to have an adult conversation with you. We want to hear your thoughts, want to hear your position, and we want to get your not just opinion, but we want to get your facts behind why you feel the way it is. So until the next time we speak, guys, I want everybody to be Tewksbury Redmond tough and be safe and never back down. Those are my final thoughts, Farmer. Thank you. Bob, I like it. I dig it. I'm going to get you a button here pretty soon, I swear. I finally got the board looking halfway normal. And, uh, Bob, you sound like crap, meaning feeling sick. <laughs> Hopefully you get a nice uh, hot uh, 
hot heaty or hot tahiti or whatever you whatever your yeah, adult beverage I'm sorry guys i am i feel like a truck ran over me <laughs> it is good and uh, bob again thank you so much appreciate it guys good night good night well bob. guys well b i don't know i don't know if we have time i'm gonna make time we just have a caller that popped up i don't know what side of the fence they're on and uh, that's what makes this show so great. So we're going to activate yes, our caller. Uh, caller from the 217. You are live here on the Beating Drum Radio Show with Farmer and B. Evans on Radio AFS. How you doing today? Good. This is Tony Henson. I've talked to you guys, uh, I don't know, probably two or three <laughs> times about this. Tony! Uh, How's it going, Tony? Good. Of course, naturally, I would be inclined to call in uh, right here with the fighting Illini situation. So I've gotten to know Ivan uh, pretty good uh, through the battles, you know, here. And he he is a great spokesman for the Chiefs and uh, very much a great tradition and so forth. Um, I think I've made it known, you know, kind of my position moving forward is um, it, it's frustrating because uh, – there's so many people that love the chief and it's probably a 90-10 issue, but because uh, our tribe, the Peoria tribe is not supportive, uh, the chief will never come back. So I've tried to rally the troops to get behind um, my proposal and to a great degree, most of the pro chief people that I've talked to, you know, are, are getting behind it. And, and that is to bring authentic native Americans onto the field powwow style, because with that, you leave your, your opposition with nothing. Um, the, the problem that the opposition has had with the chief is that it is a non-native performer, uh, wearing the, you know, Sioux regalia, that type of thing. So what my, my, my proposal is pretty much bulletproof. And I, I guess I take the position of, I, I have always pro chief. Um, but I guess my question is, is the chief, the one and only possible embodiment of the Native American heritage of the state. And I would argue, no, that the actual Native Americans, maybe even from our own Peoria tribe, the Illini tribe, would be very uh, uh, good ambassadors of that moving forward. And it's something that we can have. So, I mean, we can we can continue to fight the pro-chief, anti-chief battles from spiritual eternity, but it's not going to happen So. Let's let's fight for something that we can have is my position. Well, Tony, you know I- I- exactly. Um, you know, I, I I've always been a thing of you know where wherever we can educate, not eradicate, and wherever we can have a, a, a civilized con- uh, conversation. And and it seems like uh, Ivan and, and Omar are definitely trying to do that um, there in uh, Champaign, as so so is your as so are you. So uh, it, it, it's definitely a uh, battleground that uh, hopefully um, good will win. And, and, and as long and there, there's as there's good uh, things happening behind Scott, the scenes. <laughs> there's yeah, good things happening. So. And, and um, as long as the not your mascots don't win, um, I, I'm definitely in favor for for it. So uh, you know, Tony, thank you so much for uh, calling. It's been a minute. So um, great you know, show. We've missed you. We, we, we've missed your voice here on the show, and, and uh, we uh, look forward to uh, hear, hearing from you again, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, Tony. B, 
Man. Man. I, I, I get what? Dude, I was saying the same thing at the same time. Man, this Woo. is uh, nonstop. I love it. It's so much going on. It's It really, truly does show how much people care, man. I love it. You know, hey, hey, B, you know, we did, or you put up a great 41-second clip, and it's almost ironic that this show is, is key for this 41-second clip. So I'm going to give B 41 seconds to get his closing thoughts in. We're going to play this really quick. I think that I should warn you. There's something about to change. on the show with us man ivan and omar thank you so much for calling in thank you for coming on the show with us i have to say that i it was an honor and you know i i got a whole new perspective on things from chiefs man two chiefs the alinawick dude it's it's been so much fun and my i'm gonna keep my final thoughts short ivan said it the best way anybody could say it. Knowledge is power. People, you have got to understand. If you do not know, don't just assume that other people are right in what they're saying. Go out. Pick up a book. We live in a day and age where all you got to do is push a button and it pops up on a screen in front of you. Learn something. Read those words and get that knowledge. Bring your IQ up and know what you're fighting against or fighting for. Because without that, you are adding to the number of people that just have no clue what is going on. Don't be that statistic. You have got to learn something. We are here every week. Educate is what we try to do. We try to teach you and show you what we know is truth. History is not made up. This is truth that we speak right here on the beating drum. Educate, not eradicate. We say it every single day. Pick up a book and learn something because without that knowledge, you are hurting yourself and you are hurting others. And like we say also, after you pick up that book and you learn something, never back down from what you believe in. Learn the truth. Learn what's right. 
and teach. Because if you don't spread that word and you don't teach somebody, then they're not going to know. And then who's to blame? And I'm going to keep it at that. Now, with your final thoughts from Farmer. Man, you know what, guys? I, I, I'm i at a loss for words today. You know, and as this song um, that, that just got put in, we are at the change right now. We are at the change of where things can go great or we're at the things where things can change and go really, really sour with Native American imagery and sports and American mainstream. This just isn't about sports, ladies and gentlemen. This is about full eradication of Native American history, names, symbols, and or icons throughout North America. Even Canada is humping on, hopping on the bandwagon of eradicating Native American imagery. They're, they're wanting to erase street signs now. They're wanting to erase names. What's next, ladies and gentlemen? That's what I want to know. Where does it stop? And as this little intro says, we are on the verge of change. Changing for the good or changing for the bad. And you know what? I will stand on my own two feet, and I will fight this fight until I am six feet under the ground. Whether I'm doing it by myself or whether I got B. Evans, Bob, Omar, Ivan and every single one of our beating drum family and friends. We will still be here regardless of which way this tidal wave goes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are part of the 90% and you are afraid to call in to be called racist or targeted like some of our family and friends have already had, you can be held anonymous just like the last caller Tony was. I will just say your area code and no more. Your anonymity is perfectly safe here. I give you my word. That phone number for you to call in on Saturdays at 3 p.m. on the West Coast, 6 p.m. on the East Coast is 646-668. We are the premier Native American radio show in America that is preserving positive Native imagery in sports and the American mainstream. As many communities, as we have learned, has been targeted by the groups like the Not Your Mascot Hate Group, the NAACP, the ACLU, and all the other acronyms that you can think of to change the names and icons of these beloved sports teams, businesses, street signs, and everything else there by falsely claiming that these names, images, are racist and derogatory towards Native Americans with no factual proof, no no scientific evidence that is hurting Native Americans, hurting youth, causing death, causing suicide, causing drug abuse, causing alcohol abuse, causing um, the most 
people that are missing are indigenous women. At no given time can the Not Your Mascots and or the NAACP or the ACLU can provide the beating drum with factual evidence that it is hurting Native Americans. We are bringing the fight to these groups and helping communities by educating them with truth as well as dispelling any and all misinformation being presented to them. We at the Beating Drum cannot do this alone. So we reach out to you every week and every day on our Facebook page. Find us, like us, love us. Type in the Beating Drum radio show and or just the Beating Drum, and you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us just about anywhere. Call in. Let your voice be heard. Let's educate people. Let's not eradicate. Let's, you know, let's do preservation over eradication. And as always, as I said, I will stand on my own two feet and I will hold my ground and live by this motto. The motto is, ladies and gentlemen, and you're probably saying it right now in your head, never back down.